A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. Hello, everyone. I am A.M. Kozak, and I'm here with a couple people for an episode of the Small Machine Talks. My co-host, Amanda Earl, and we have a special guest today. Manahil Vandukwala. Hi, Manahil. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. So what, what, this is our this is episode 32. Should we read her bio before? Could, you know, this? we could read her bio. Do you want us to read your bio before the I, event stuff? I don't have a preference. All right, that means yes. Okay. <laughs> you could read through like half of the bio. Oh, okay. Well, no. <laughs> no I, I, it's okay. We'll just read, read the whole it. thing. We'll read it. Okay. Am I reading it? <laughs> okay. I don't have it, so I have to yes, you do. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you're reading it. You're <laughs> reading right. it. Manahil Bandikwala is a Pakistani-born and raised writer and artist currently living and studying in Ottawa. Her work has appeared in or is forthcoming in the Puritan, Bywords.ca, hooray, Room Magazine, Rice Paper, Coven Editions, Inwards, Battle Axe Press, and others. She's currently an editor for Inwards Magazine and Press. There we go. There's a bio. You might hear it again in the next episode, because this episode, which is episode 32, we're actually going to talk about our wrap-up of recent events, current reads, and upcoming events. And then the next episode, which will air at a later time, will be uh, the interview with Manahill. So that's our plan. Now you're caught up. As All right. So, so should, we, should we jump right into recent events? Might as well. All right, uh, you both have gone to more poetry events than I have, so why don't you start it off and all? And in fact, we've gone the one poetry event I went to, you performed at, so we'll we'll talk about that together. But why don't you talk about uh, Tree? This is uh, the old um, old venue for Tree, the That's event it. you went to. That's right. Tree has now moved to uh, to uh, the Happy Goat on Laurel thirty at thirty five Laurel, which is in Hintonburg, but uh, sort of in Hintonburg. Yeah, they, they keep saying it's that it's like a few steps little from Italy. Italy. Yeah. Little, I call it Little Hintonburg, Italy. Little Hint, Little Hintley, it's called. Okay, it's like a little. great point where, at least for me, it's you can just walk there from the O train. Yes, you can. So it's like a perfect sort of spot. It's not far from here either. I mean, it's good. At first, I, I, I sort of, um, I have an un, um, unfortunate prejudice against going west for some I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I don't I'm go just, east. I'm, what's that? And I don't go east. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't like to go. You know, I really just like to stay in my apartment most of the time. Anyway, yeah. So tree. Okay, so uh, the last, uh, I guess, um, the last two trees that I went to, because I didn't go to the one at the happy, the first at the happy goat, mm-hmm. um, were with Adele Graff and Rana Bloom. Adele had won the um, had won the Tree Press Chapel right. Award. I won that last, last year, year actually, yes. so that was quite nice. Actually, she did a really her. Uh, were you? Do you remember? Were you there for that one? Manahel, yeah. remember? She, I, she made everyone laugh. She, she, yeah, I know it's a while <laughs> ago, but she, uh, her poems were really playful, so it was quite, quite fun. And then, yeah. and then Rana read from um, the Moor, which um, is a uh, her latest poetry book from I think it's Peddler Press. And then some of the poems she read were from her stint as a poet in residence at Mount Sinai Hospital, where she prescribes poems. There's, so, she was actually a poet in residence at a hospital. Yeah, that's the one in Toronto. Yeah, Mount Sinai. Yeah. They have a poet in residence at the hospital. Well, they did that time uh, with Seriously? her. Seriously, yeah, is, wouldn't that be great? Like to that's so interesting. Yeah. Who does who decided that? I don't know, but maybe we <laughs> should, we need them here because I know when I've been in the Ottawa General, especially when I was in for for a month in two thousand nine, if I had had like a poet come and come and read me poems, so and especially that were tailor made, it would be cool. Who, who's funding that? Well, the we, hospital? you this, think these <laughs> are questions for Rana, and since yeah. she's not here, you know, unless she's listening, that's we'll just have... like cra- that's just I'm just shocked, frankly. That I there's know. a poet in residence at the hospital, and and it's really quite fun actually. I, there's a there's a photo of her on Facebook in a little like she's in like a, a she has like a white coat on like a doctor, so it says she's got a stethoscope. So mm-hmm. wow, it's pretty okay. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember, I mean bo- at both trees the open mics too were were very strong. I remember. I really enjoyed them. Manahill, whenever you read, I always enjoy it. So there you go. (laughs) And then the second one was uh, Jennifer Peterson and Jen Curran. And Jennifer Peterson opened with a song, which she has Mm -hmm. such a beautiful voice. It's really Mm -hmm. good to hear her. And then um, Jen Curran, uh, who hasn't been here for several years, she read from her book of short fiction, Hide or Seeker. So we had some fiction at Tree, which I was very happy about. I know. So it's good. Now, I I have been corrected that they 
have had in the past few years, they have had some fiction. There have been a few people who've read both fiction and memoir. Margaret Christakos read oh, yeah. from a um, from her book, which is kind of a book of essay memoir when they were at Gallery 101. Okay. And there's another reader who read with her. So and they occasionally do. They they've had a storyteller as well. So. But uh, I, I know that they tend to be poetry focused and I, I keep saying, uh, you know, we need uh, more fiction in this town, mm -hmm. especially for open mic people, because uh, there's yeah. no place like uh, no place to really read open mic. Well, inwards when it's when it's a little bit for your fiction, eh? We well, we have like one regular uh, reader who will read like a short fiction excerpt. But I think for the most part, it tends to be poetry. And yeah. we had someone bring in a personal essay once, which was cool. That's it. Uh, yeah, that Tree of Honor is the first time I've heard Jennifer Peterson do like a full set. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, it was a 20 minute set. And uh, the first time I've heard her sing apart from when she introduced Spencer Gordon. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was that was really, really interesting. And John Karen uh, with like the short stories, it was yeah. interesting hearing uh, how uh, I guess like a performer can make reading prose interesting at like an event that is like a lot of people in the audience are poetry focused. That's it. But the so. thing is her a lot I mean Jen also writes poetry and and her um her fiction is is you know it's, it's very poetic it's, yeah. it's yeah. and it, she read three short pieces so they weren't <laughs> okay. really like she wasn't trying to read one long thing. Yeah. Right. The one thing I wish fiction writers would do especially when they're say novelists is mm -hmm. not to read one block but to say mm -hmm. introduce the characters mm -hmm. and maybe read just a short segment from each little bit like don't feel you have to stay with a linear narrative just yeah. introduce us to the to the characters or to something about the novel that you want us to know because when you hear like 15 minutes of from stop reading it's yeah. it's it can be a little bit hard I can't to take focus yeah it's that. hard to focus well, it, i shouldn't say i can't but it's it's difficult it's difficult yeah. yeah i mean you get better at it the more you the more you do Practice, it but yeah. i think it's better and um, i remember yes. i remember talking to jen peterson when she was on our podcast one of the first episodes about singing and incorporating more music yeah. into performance performance so it's cool that she's She's doing that. Well, I, I think that uh, uh, Jennifer also has uh, performed quite a lot at other events that are yeah. at yeah. the avant-garde. Also, yeah. um, I think Iliac and like sort of ones that also combine music and, and poetry right. and burlesque too, which is mm -hmm. super cool. And that would be fun. One day I want to actually attend one of those. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she's 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 uh, she's a good performer as well, which is uh, mm -hmm. which is nice. So that was I, I and that it turns out was our last time at the Black at Black Squirrel Books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I will I will be sad to see, uh, to not see much of Black Squirrel Books because I don't really have any other reason to go to the south of Ottawa. Well, you could go buy books. I could go buy books. Yeah. But as you look around and see that I have uh, many, many <laughs> books and I'm constantly buying too many. But you're right, I, I could buy books. And, I mean, I went to The Lost Tree and their new venue is like pretty nice. Is the yeah, first time. I love that. that venue. First time I went to Happy Goat and Ooh. because like the weather is nice, they kind of had, I guess, like the doors open. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. So they have them open constantly now during the during the summer. Yes, like that's something to look forward to. You're not kind of inside all the time. Good. And, and who was reading at the... Spencer Gordon and right. Ka Katrina, right? Katrina. Katrina, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was really interesting hearing Katrina read. She read from Table Manners, and it was actually a lot of poems about food. Yes. Oh, there you go. Right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> yeah. And I heard Spencer read at Sawdust back in January, but it was a pleasure having him back again. Yeah, they were both... I really both like both of their writing. I was sad to... Yeah. I had a last minute thing I had to take care of her I was I was going to be going to that event but I'm glad it was I'm glad it was good do people seem to like the venue the venue change yeah I think so like I think I I showed up late actually um I showed up after class so it was kind of at the back but I think people were enjoying it it's a bit narrow and sort of long right so yeah, yeah. You I, can... Yeah, I really like that venue because it's one is it's accessible. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Is it like straight in? Is it like yeah. straight yeah. in? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was there, but I can't remember. How are the bathrooms? They have, they have an accessible washroom as well, oh, so it's fully accessible. They have great. food. They have booze. Yeah. They have coffee. Yeah. They have a stage with a sound system. Yeah, and, and they they're have, easy like, to get to from any location. Yeah. yeah really. They're, they're easily. They're pretty yeah. like main road area. Yeah. And it's on a sort of quiet side street too. 
It's just. Uh, it's it, not far from transit. Like it's no, just a few minutes down. And it's also in my new neighborhood that I recently moved <laughs> so it's, to. So now you have no excuse except yeah. for emergencies. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's where I actually get my when I go on the weekend. I'll usually go for a couple hours in the morning and do some laptop work. Mm. And that's where I always go now instead of uh, Bridgehead that I used to go to in Centertown. So that's it. I, I I miss seeing you at the bank in Gilmore Bridgehead, yeah. but that kind of stopped anyway when you were working yeah, full that's time. True. But now I'm at the. You can go see me at the Happy Goat on. Uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Oh, right. Because I'm, 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 well, actually, this morning we were doing laundry at 6.30 in the morning. But, uh, yeah. So we weren't seeing anyone, really. So All right. I'm, so, I'm excited for, I'm excited that there's regular, I was thinking when I started going there about six weeks ago, like, oh, this would be a great uh, venue for poetry. And then yeah. shortly after, all they of a sudden, moved. there's that, they moved and there was that. Uh, maybe this is a good segue into uh, the um, Canada Concrete mm-hmm. um, events that were that were there. Oh, Canada Concrete. Yeah, well, um, first of all, Canada Concrete, Material Poetries in the Digital Age, was a three-day-long symposium at Ottawa U. And I gave a talk on my Vispo Bible project. I have so many highlights from the event. I can't even... uh, um, Jen Baker gave a great talk about Jennifer Still's book, uh, um, which is Comma. And and I guess Jennifer Still had incorporated some objects uh, about... Her brother was in a coma, and so the poems have to do with that. But she had incorporated... She had written and done things like a long poem on a scroll and so there are photographs it sounds really interesting Mm -hmm. the whole thing was kind of about materiality in a lot of ways about the physical and the digital so that was quite interesting interesting, jessica bevanek gave a great talk about knitting the wasteland and that was really is that the one she did in the fright elevator in toronto when she was she did something there at the wasteland yeah i think it was that was for nuit blanche i think so she's also got a a book coming out called uh basically like k to go uh, knit together it was sort of like so that uh, something coming out and a man I'd never heard of called David Jowie Johnson gave this great talk called Aesthetic Animism in which he showed a range of work from various digital projects it was really exciting Kate Siclosi from Toronto and, and she and Danny Spinoza do Gap Riot Press they were terrific they were so much fun I really enjoyed meeting them she gave a really oh, wonderful talk I didn't know they were there yeah on cool. M. Norbeze Phillips uh, The Book of Un with Undex and it's from um, Container it's a it's a new um it's a new um, follow-up press by the people who did the Found Poetry Review, Douglas uh, Lauman and another Jennifer Baker. I think her last name is Baker. And then, um, yeah. Um, did they talk about their press at all? Uh, at that event, no. But they had there was a, there was something called Bizarre Bizarre, and they had some chapbooks at, at, okay. at, at that. I, I was showing my Vispo Bible stuff and some Angel House press titles, and they... Um, yeah, um, I bought. I actually got. I traded uh, uh, my stuff for Kinesia Lubrin's Auger, I think it's called. So I'm really looking forward to reading that. And yeah, there was there were other things too. Joanna Drucker's keynote was really interesting. Figuring the world, the word graphical poetics in an era of cultural saturation, and that was neat because she kind of showed, like for instance, Dadaist um, cut up text and the advertising that went with, like sort of was done at the same time, looked identical, like the style. Mm-hmm. So they were clearly like the whole point of it was to do with the figure in the ground, figuring out what the ground was for the work, kind of like its political and social context, if mm-hmm. I understood correctly. And then. Um, Derek Beaulieu and Gregory Betts gave, gave great talks as well. Uh, Greg's paper was about the history of concrete poetry in Canada, which was interesting. Derek Beaulieu about the women creating visual poetry today, and he with a nod to history, so that was really mm-hmm. good. And then there was um, there were a couple of events. One what was about the, can you tell us a bit more about the bazaar? Yeah, bazaar, bazaar. So there were a bunch of people showing work. Um, J. W. Curry had a table, so he mm. had his room three hundred two books there. Right. Um, there was a nice big display of Michelle Provost, uh, uh, visual uh, text, visual art. There was like books and stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, Gregory Betts and Arnold McBay had these cool light bulbs with words in them that were strung across the part of the room. Oh, uh, well, there were other people there too. Uh, Frank Davy had a display too. Like there were all yeah. kinds. Of, it was like people from the from the actual conference who yeah. had stuff there. I didn't go around the room. Gary Barwin had his beautiful big prints and stuff. It was Canthius was Canthius, yeah, Canthius and and Jessica uh, Claire Farley and and uh, Jessica Bebenek shared a table, so they yeah. were side by side. Claire also she is was what along with Robert Stacy she was one of the organizers yeah. of the conference. So it was it was really I loved it. I had a great time. I um mm-hmm. I really enjoyed uh, the. Uh, the whole experience. So, and then then we had the loudmouths, which um, did, did you was that the before happy? that? Yeah. Yes. Did you go to the bazaar? You went to the bazaar as well. No, I was I was in. Uh, you were in Toronto, Toronto right? yeah. Mississauga. Oh, okay. That that, that week that week in Writers Fest 
weekend, so yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> go to any of those. <laughs> but yeah, Live Mouth I was at as well. So you performed. They did. Uh, yeah, we had twenty poets. Was it twenty or nineteen? It, it ended up being twenty. Yeah, Jen Baker was the last. Uh, okay, and they did like a. I'm not, like a Russian roulette, basically, of... Uh, yeah, of pulling the names, yeah. Hat, yeah. But we all forgot, like, it was pointless. Like, we were all sort of <laughs> worn out from, you know, the days of... Uh, so we're, even I forgot, and I've actually set those up myself. So I was yeah. like, you're supposed to basically, after you read, you pull out the name of the next person from a hat. And, of course, a bunch of us didn't do it right. Mo so well, <laughs> most... I, I didn't say till quite the end, but mo yeah. most, over well over half of the people did not That's uh, it. pull the name. <laughs> Yeah, all kinds of people read. Um, I read, um, Robert Stacey read, Claire, I think Claire Farley read, Danny Spinoza read. And she's, she again, she's a great performer too. She's really yeah. engaging and fun and interesting. She, there's a, yeah, there's some interesting ones. There was that, that guy who threw the elephant into the crowd and broke the glass of <laughs> that was That was Ryan. But Ryan, he uh, is actually, he did all the tech for the for oh, the conference. He? And he was great. Like he, he was, he was uh, making sure that uh, we all like the, everyone's presentations worked and stuff like that. It so was, he, he was quite good. Yeah, that was, that was a, a sad moment. But I, well, at the I, same I, I, time, like I remember it and yeah, I remember yeah, the poem go. and I remember the point of the poem. You so remember, in that yeah, sense, maybe worked, we should all right? be throwing elephants at, well, at Robert Stacy, you know, when we get the chance. So. Well, and it made, <laughs> I guess it made sense. So like it's a, it was a concept piece about uh, like uh, it was a train town and like I think an elephant got hit by a train or something and then right. so they threw the elephant into the crowd and it hit someone and then knocked over a beer and the beer glass broke and then you remember that very well. <laughs> well it was, it's not very often you see that. I know. <laughs> and there it's was true. A couple, and then the other one I a couple other ones I remember is Derek Bilyeu. Yeah. Had a very like I was cringing at that poem. It was all about like. <laughs> Like obituaries, basically, or causes of death. Oh yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah, right. I was like, I was like, oh geez, like there was, was like a depressing. lot of them too. It's like forty of them. It was, it was really interesting, and yeah, yeah that's um, right. And then Frank Davy, um, yeah, I didn't know he was coming to this, and yeah, you he, seem to be surprised. I was... Well, I, because I, I did my master's in Victoria, right? Um, yeah, and he used to live in Victoria, and he, like, I read. I read his stuff when I was hmm. studying, like in classes. I have a bunch of his books. Wow! I think he might be more popular on the West Coast than here because he's quite. Uh, it feels like he's quite well known over there. Well, he's pretty. I mean, he's been he's well known here, and of course, he he yeah. ran Open Letter. It was just a great magazine right. for a long time, and he has lived in London for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, for some me. time. Um, but yeah, he to me, he's a very um, iconic uh, po Canadian poet. Yeah, so he to, gave a great talk on BP Nichols. So. Yeah. So yeah. even just like I shook his hand and like yeah. talked to him. For it was nice. I saw that. Cool. Yeah, took a picture of him. Well, it was quite a. It was quite a, a kind of. It was a kind of a star. Star. You know, it was yeah. a bit of a star. Starstruck. I don't know what the right word is, but anyway, there were a lot of a lot of poetic celebrities in the mm -hmm. room. Stuart Ross also read. He's always it's always fun yeah. to hear him read, and and uh, Gary Barwin. So yeah, it was it was a good night. And the night before, they had um, um, I guess they had performances uh, by Quatora Gualor of um, uh, Massage. Uh, I don't know if they did Massage Gualor. I have to admit, I was out of the room. I was setting up my 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 table for Bazaar Bazaar, so mm -hmm. I was because of that sort of got disorganized. But um, they also. Um, Nina, Jane, uh, Dristick, and Conyer Clayton, and another, and a couple of other women, they kind of did this stage, this kind of gorilla thing where they came up from the, a couple of people came up from the audience and they performed a Sachiko Murakami piece. Right. So that, I, I, that sounded like fun and I missed that. And then Stuart Ross and Gary Barwin performed a sound poem piece together. So that was all happened after the first night of the, at the symposium, so it was a long, it was a long <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was a lot of fun. And then that was the night of the big wind. So we were walking home <laughs> the with night this. Of the big wind. You remember the big wind? We were walking home with this big. Oh, you weren't. You weren't here. So we had this. <laughs> we had this big wind. And I was uh, Charles was like had this walking home with my portfolio. And it's like yeah. trying to like it was it was we had trees were knocked down yeah. and power was out. All my porch furniture was blown like down the street. <laughs> really? You no, know, yeah. we we had it down in Toronto as well. Oh, you did. So okay. I was a bit afraid because I was coming back that night. I was a bit afraid oh, yeah. of the bus oh yeah oh yeah we all we're all here and hopefully those listening at home would do, did not suffer too badly from that from did, the night of the big wind did you go to any other poetry events this past month or so yeah i i went to quite a few um most, some highlights most of mine are actually in toronto Good. because oh, <laughs> because i missed uh, all the big stuff happening in ottawa so one of the first events was at Knife Fork Book, and it was Great. Lemon Hound. Um, oh, actually, it was like a launch? 
Um, I don't really don't know what was happening because I kind of went accident <laughs> like it was accidental. Okay. I stumbled upon it. Well, I mean, um, great. Yeah, yeah. there's supposed to be a prism reading that night with Dayali Islam and Shazi Hafiz Ramji and some other poets, but then that was postponed for some reason and I still wanted to go to Knife Work Book and I was in Kensington oh, yeah. that evening and then or afternoon I guess. And I walk up in there and everyone's sort of like milling around <laughs> and like I said hi to Kirby and he's like, Oh, are you here for the reading? And I was like, No, but I'll stay for some of it. No, I have to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um there is Trish Sala, Tanis Franco. There's one more poet who I, st- I didn't stay for the entire thing. There's one more poet who had this really funny kind of collection of like one-liners. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted to write them down, but I didn't. And I don't remember what any of them are. <laughs> but it was really good. And then Sounds on, like stand-up comedy. Almost. A little a little bit. Yeah. And like, it, it was really interesting because like I found like everyone was like sort of laughing like throughout mm-hmm. like it, the crowd is very responsive which is maybe something we don't see as much in Ottawa at the reading series. Hmm. We need more stand-up comics doing poetry. Yeah, that's it. Well, we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and then and then on Sunday, uh, I went to a flea market that was by Project Forty Collective, which is like an Asian American. I'm not sure if it's like just poets or like it's it's more like multidisciplinary, but they they have a magazine, and over there I bought Sneha Mother and Reese's Observing the Moon, so that you and... bought an Ottawa poets book in yeah. Toronto. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, and then I went to Untethered Magazine's launch. Oh yeah, and actually. Great. M- yeah, my sister Nimra Bandukwala's art the was on the cover of the magazine and Very in the cool. magazine, so she was selling some of her stuff there. So like, I kind of went to watch, but also to like help, help her. Help her, out. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was also pretty pretty interesting. Uh, there was um, saw Priscilla Apple. Yep. This work was really good. Um, yeah, that was the Toronto Toronto events. I guess this is like maybe further like or further back in the month there was resonance at the start of april oh, you performed at that right yeah right. how was that experience that it was a lot of fun it was like right. sort of uh kind of rushed like like i, I got on a, a bus and like i reached there and i went but it, it was really really cool it was curated by aaron boothby and right. he right. curated f- like five women of color performers Excellent. which was it was pretty amazing. Um, I was reading with Rissi Krayvolva, Donna Laluna, Nadia Shaney, and Marcella Huerta. Great. Like, they were all fantastic. Rissi Kray read in Ottawa like the week before. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, and like she, she was really good. <laughs> so but... is Marcella. I haven't heard the others, but I, Marcella Huerta was here. Yeah. yeah, I really liked her when she read yeah. here. Yeah. Um, did Aaron host or did Clara host? Aaron was hosting. Yeah. yeah. Claire was there, right? She yeah, was, yeah, yeah. She was, she was there. Recovering from She's like with, recovering right. from, oh, from right. health, health issue. Yeah, so that that was pretty. That was pretty exciting. I came out of town, like first like Montreal reading. Was that Ooh. was that the first time you no? Because I've you been read in Montreal Toronto before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like reading it in Montreal or yeah. Oh. Fun. Or I think, like attending a poetry event in Montreal. I think that might That's have been... not true. You've attended a poetry event Oh, yeah, Montreal. never mind. You've been with me. <laughs> I have attended poetry events in Montreal. Our memories never tend mind. to go after a while. Reading at a poetry event. The Small Machine Talks podcast will remind you of your previous adventures in other cities. It's part of our job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like there's cool things that happen and there's more that I know is cool, but I don't remember yeah. details about it. Story of our lives. <laughs> uh, speaking of Montreal, I was there as well uh, a couple weeks ago for a concert. Mm. Um, yeah, I went to see. Uh, so it's like supposed. So this this artist is known for like you know bass funk music, like mm-hmm. kind of like chill dancey music. But I went to this venue in this this bizarre venue. It's like almost like a warehouse you walk through, but it's like a posh warehouse with like instead of like. Um, Instead of like normal things like the sinks, they had like a waterfall sink. So like you washed <laughs> your hands under the waterfall. It was really weird like that. It was it was interesting. And it was just like this giant room when you got up to the where the stage was and then like this they just they must have met, like went over so many fire code Ooh. issues. Like there was this <laughs> packed with people in mm. like 
And because it's Montreal, it was the concert didn't finish till 3 a.m. So it's 3 a.m. And it's like me and a bunch of there's a lot of like drunk 18 year olds. (laughs) It was just like not the experience I was hoping for. It sounds a bit like my nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Montreal is like going to some events, not poetry as much, but other types of artistic events. I find uh, people will really build up the Montreal scene Mm -hmm. as being very like very cultural, very artsy, very whatever. A lot of times when I've gone, I find it a lot more of a ruckus. Like it's very um, disorderly. Where the wild things are. (laughs) And they have like, not to say they don't have great, I've been to a lot of great shows there, but it's also, I also find that a lot of times there are just a lot of, I've been to a lot of messy uh, shows there as well, particularly with music actually. Mm. Uh, So I went to that. Um, I went to the Loudmouths. I went to... This cool walking tour. There's a whole bunch of walking tours. Like yeah, even Jane's more... Walk was yeah. the same weekend as our as our symposium. Yeah. I always miss Jane's Walk. It always sounds great. There was. I went to the one on Hintonburg, oh, uh, nice. and there were so many. It was over a hundred people. Yeah, that turned people out for love it. that one. It's after Jane Jacobs, right? So yeah. Was, yeah. And then the the person giving this particular tour, she was like quoting her a lot and like going into the theory of it. Beautiful. Which was really Beautiful. interesting yeah. for me because that's like. Before I went into social work and I was doing English stuff still, my whole like lens that I used or what mm-hmm. I was really interested in was space, place, and in art and writing mm-hmm. and how that, you know, how space changes, writing changes, how the interaction of that. So a lot of it was sort of touching on some of those theories and talking about even like the way that the buildings have changed and the use of these places has changed and why sometimes these these businesses or these, these things change. Um, and how we're like how we how we adapt as as people living in the community and as um, yeah to these to these structural changes to neighborhoods. So I found it I found it very interesting. Um, just like to like because there's so many people, she had to adjust the way the walk was done. She's like, we can't just stop on the sidewalk and no, tell you about clog this. every every no, it's a hundred literally a hundred people. Wow. And so we have to find all these. Oh, here's a parking lot over here. We're all standing and like she had this like little tiny microphone like <laughs> speaker so she had we had to like it was very odd we all went in a circle around her and had to like go up right to her like wow. in, like inches away it felt very like very theatrical in a lot of ways oh. very like um I, I would i would be very intimidated if i were her this is a horde of people just coming around yeah. and listen to me talk theory about <laughs> uh this neighborhood so yeah that was that was pretty interesting it's I don't know if it's art, but it's something like art. It's some, it's it's in the realm. It's in the realm of uh, if essays are art, then yeah, what, then it was a walking essay can't be art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like almost it almost felt like a, a literary essay, mm-hmm, a walking definitely. literary essay, yeah, which is a great idea. I mean, we we're starting to see that a little bit more. There yeah. is also something called indigenous walks too, yeah. which I've always wanted to go on as well. But I don't know. They might actually think they might have been part of this this mm-hmm. time around as well. And then Arc now is doing Arc poetry walks. Right. They've only done one so far, so with Rob McLennan. But uh, yeah, I love the idea of that i wanted to do um uh an ottawa whimsy walk at some point yeah. but uh, oh yeah I'd, I'd love to do something like that too actually yeah. i've talked a lot about it over the past few years just to people whoever will listen about how i'd <laughs> like to do more kind of creative writing about place and space yeah because i theoretically talk a lot about it and look into it but in turn and i write about when i travel i write about place all the time but in terms of just like deconstructing and constructing a neighborhood mm-hmm. um like that in depth that'd be really yeah, I don't know, that's really cool. I really like that kind of stuff. And lots of people have written books about uh, walking or to do yeah. with walking. Um, and uh, recently, Cole Svensson did a really cool book about it. Oh, with, yeah. And she incorporated a lot of other writers' thoughts on walking, too. She talked about Thoreau and, and yeah. uh, uh, Rousseau and a bunch of other pe- people as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's, yeah, this, I like to write. I've written a lot about walking. Actually, I actually had an Inwards chapbook called oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. First First Walks of the Year that was... Uh, was right. uh, the, with the map on it was such a cool project yeah, yeah. I, I found that in the office was, oh yeah yeah are there copies really left cool. of that uh, I think <laughs> just the one the one <laughs> yeah because you know 50 copies here but they, you know they did they did a gorgeous job uh yeah. sunita and uh, jenny both of them and the artist who, i'm sorry i don't remember her name now but it was beautiful i've never had um any of my work illustrated before yeah. and she would she would find like the things where i was actually more visually descriptive mm-hmm. like a woman drinking wine and so mm-hmm. she would write about those but there's lots of places where i wasn't if i <laughs> known maybe i would have headed more in that direction Mm -hmm. but yeah that's like walking in the city and writing about the city is something i really like to do and like to read about so Mm. 
The last thing I went to, or the last thing I'll talk about that I went to was... <laughs> there uh, are things you won't tell us. <laughs> well, I, we only have so much time, right? <laughs> well, um, in theory. <laughs> is uh, my play um, yes. debuted yesterday was opening night. Never um, heard a word about it. <laughs> no, well, it's for just subscribers to this. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, that's right, C- CS Art, right? Exactly. We... Right. But I went and saw, like, the, basically it was like a preview of, like, before, right before the opening night that I went and a couple other people. We right, right, right. They got, like, a dry run in front of us, which was... Soft opening or whatever. Exactly. Um, I've seen, like, other people performing words you wrote and, like, interpreting it. It's and, like, weird. It's it weird. It is so <laughs> weird. And it's just, like they're becoming these characters that you that came out of you and then they're embodying embodying them it's it is absolutely bizarre like i felt very emotional at the end yeah. watching it like i it was like almost like oh my god i want to give these people a hug like well yeah feels so it feels so intimate when will it be something that happens more like will there be more performances or just for it runs CS? for yeah so there's 15 runs as part of this festival I guess it's not a festival. I'm not sure what else to call it, though. Yeah. Um, and Subscription. Yeah. And then we're talking. We've talked about putting it on again mm-hmm. um, next year in some other variation, whether that's um, probably do some um, change things up a little bit. But right what? now it's a it's in it's done in a park and it's done for an audience of four on a sitting on a bench. Pretty so cool. four people fit on the bench and then they sit. The actors, there's two benches on the other side of this middle bench where the audience <laughs> sits, and then that's the stage, basically, and it's right in front of the Rideau River, oh. um, right over where the Russian embassy looms over them. So, nice. um, What's the name of the play? The Guzenko Affair. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. So we might put it on again next summer, either in a different space right. and change it up a little bit. But uh, Have you thought yeah. about applying maybe for the Fringe or something to do it? Or is that just, um, it wouldn't be probably in a park necessarily. It you, could be, potentially. I don't know, I don't yeah. know if you would do the Fringe, but uh, we've thought about doing uh, applying for festivals or yeah. just like approaching a theater, um, like a actual venue. Um, the people that I work with, uh, the actors and the the director and the producer, are all well, very well established and connected in the theater community. Great. Um, so one of the the director assistant directs for a company of fools, the Shakespeare in the Park. Oh, people. perfect! So you've also... got you're in, you've got connections. Yeah, and Good. then the producer has her own play company, and she runs the Fringe Festival in Kingston, and and the, one of the actors he does improv, like he's very into the improv scene. And the other actor, she trained at the National Theater School in Montreal. Um, so they're very, very um, professional. With, they're, and... Yeah, working with professionals from other disciplines is also very interesting. Yeah, it's good for you to do that. I think. It absolutely is. I really, yeah. I really enjoy it. And yeah. do you are you working on? Is this right now? You're probably just working on the, the sort of dealing with that play. But are you because mm-hmm. you have any other plays? Uh... We're thinking about doing a sort of interactive installation piece, mm-hmm. uh, possibly debuting it at Fresh Meat, which is a theater festival. Yeah, but in a bit more of a um, not it's like borderline theater borderline installation so like things will be will be like will like make i guess a setting like an installation Mm -hmm. and then have people interacting with the installation and then based on how they interact with the installation we'll have different words or different acting that is going about so it'll be interactive between the space the audience and the actors Sounds good. So that's uh, that's in the works. That's kind of the next um, non poetry project that I'm that I'm working on. All right. Shall we? Any more events we want to talk about, or shall we call it a? Well, there was sawdust. Oh yeah. We oh yeah. Sawdust. We skipped yeah. that. Sawdust, right. Sawdust. Yeah. With uh, Sarah Kabamba and mm-hmm. Aisha Chatterjee. Right. Uh, I mean, I personally really like Aisha Chatterjee's work. Mm-hmm. She came to Tree. I don't know if it was in 2018 or before that, yeah. but. Either way, I, I really enjoy hearing her read. Mm. Like her her work is very good. I've heard I've read her book um, a whole bunch of times over. What yeah. about uh, is there anything about her work in particular that you find moving? Uh well, like she she's like a South Asian poet, and like she'll she talks a lot about language, uh-huh. which I find really really fascinating, and kind of a lot of like the loss of language in ways. Um, and she has this one poem that talks about like language as currency. Mm-hmm. And she chose you as the poem off winner for this coming yeah. month, correct? Yeah. yeah, that was that was very exciting. That's great. I, I was pleased to see that. Yeah, and also we should say that uh, Manahil also has a review of Bottles and Bones coming oh, up yeah. in by on Bywords dossier nice. this month, starting actually on Tuesday. It'll be on live. Nice. So there you go. So yes, we that was great. And Sarah Kabamba too was interesting. I've yeah. actually this is the second time I've heard her read, and mm-hmm. I'm always very interested 
by her work. She writes about family. She writes mm-hmm. too about the stutter that, and so it's all because she has a, she stutters a little mm-hmm. bit. So that was interesting too. There's another writer who uh, writes about stuttering. That's Jordan Scott. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of the book. So it's interesting to see when those subjects come up. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really enjoyed. She was also very yeah. engaging too. And there was a good audience too. And the, I, I remember the open mic was short, but uh, it was it was good and yeah. still at Bar Robo, so they haven't moved <laughs> so mm-hmm. far. And, yeah. oh, we also skipped, you hosted a Writers' Fest event that sounded very interesting. Yeah. Oh, it was a great event. I, I had three wonderful writers. I, yes. I prepared like a maniac for the event, but I was mm-hmm. pleased that I did because it was meant that um, we just had a good onstage um, conversation. It was um, Casey Plett, Joshua Whitehead, and Amber Dawn all reading yeah. from their novels, which are sub or oh, sorry, not sub sorry, uh, uh, Sodom Road Exit. Uh, Johnny Appleseed and Little Fish, all three great novels. I mm-hmm. spent basically about three weeks with their work, those novels wow. plus their poetry and memoir and fiction and stuff like the other works. So I just I just really immersed myself in their work. They were so great. They gave great readings. And then we had a conversation mostly about music because they, all three of the novels contain lots of music. They also contain lots of film and art and other stuff as well. So I did a playlist of all their all their novels, mm-hmm. music, and they which they were kind enough to really enjoy. So that was fun. And then we talked to I asked them questions about the various songs in their books and had them mm-hmm. set the scene. That was one of the things we talked about. But also like um, some of the themes as well. Like Amber Dawn's book has kind of a, a framework that's kind of a horror thriller with a sort of a lesbian twist in it. So that was fun. It was there's a lesbian ghost in the, in the things. It was a threesome with the three <laughs> women that, that was one of them was a ghost you know so it's, it's, it's a very good book I mean, all kinds of things they dealt with though trauma um um uh johnny appleseed is um about a um, uh, two-spirit indigenous glitter princess you know in winnipeg and then the peck peck was first nation casey plett's novel is about wendy a trans woman who has to attend her uh her uh, grandmother's funeral and finds out that her grandfather may have been trans and that was fantastic too like all three all three novels were really good and I also like just reading their other work was so great like one of the things I read was Joshua Whitehead's Full Metal Indigiqueer which wow what a, what a great poetry book like wow I was one of the my, one of the books I sort of was on my own shortlist for the Griffin Poetry mm-hmm. Prize but along with uh, Kinesia Lubrin's Voodoo Hypothesis and uh, Billy Ray uh, Belcourt's uh, This Wound is a is a is a world, which is such a great book. But all all the but anyway, Billy Ray is the only one who's on the Griffin uh, Poetry Prize shortlist from those three. Actually, I'm on a I won a a, a betting pool for that on Twitter. <laughs> so I got to um, the money that we that was raised is being donated uh, to. Uh, the uh, Indigenous Youth Sexual Health Network. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Something happened. For once, I, I, I bet on a, you know, I, I knew what I was doing there and it was fun. Yeah, so that was there. Yeah, that was a lot. The, the Writers Festival was really fun too. There were other, aside from that event, which of course was fantastic because I was hosting. <laughs> no, I was a nervous wreck. I was thought I was going to throw up beforehand, but I did not. But uh, Lee Miracle especially was another event that I really liked. Um, she talked about her book, My Conversations with Canadians, and she's just so interesting. I got to spend a little time with her afterwards in the, in the hospitality Sweet. And then also um, Heather O'Neill, her uh, book uh, on, um, I, can't, I can't remember what it's called, it may have been Words of Wisdom, but it's a, basically advice from her father, like uh, learn to play a tuba and stuff. It's kind of crazy. So yeah, that, that was a, those were great. Uh, it was a very hectic time in the past while, though, yeah. <laughs> preparing for two big events and stuff. But uh, now it's much quieter. <laughs> yes. Shall we transition? Uh, shall we take a break? We should take a break. Yes. So our next topic is called Current Reads. Current Reads. I see Aaron has a book open. What? what oh, does it? that mean I'm first? Yeah, why not? All right. Go for it. What so, do you got there? It's green. Well, this, yeah, so this is a book that I got a while ago, and I, you know what happens, you, you buy, or this is for me anyway, I buy a lot of books at once when I'm traveling, I go to a bookstore, I'm just at a used bookstore, and I'll buy a whole bunch, and I'll kind of skim through some of them, and I won't necessarily sit down and read all of them in, in depth, but I'll come back to them eventually. So the one I came back to was Cassidy McFadden's Hacker Packer. She's one of my... I've read a lot of her work. Who published them? Uh, McCullen and Stewart. All right, the big, so, the big guys. Yeah, and she has another book coming out um, soon-ish, I believe. So I was like, okay, I should I should spend more time with, with this book because I've, I've read a lot of her work in different places and uh, she's one of my favorite... Uh, she's one of my favorite poets, actually. Is she in 30 Under 30? Yes, she is. Oh. Um, so... 
I thought that's where I may have read her before. Yeah. Yeah. So I went deep, uh, deeper into into the book. There is there's a few things that I was trying to think about. What do I really like about her? And there's a, there's three things that I sort of came up with. The first is that the way the way in which she her writing her writing style is that she buries things in the middle of sentences or in the middle of mm. parts. So it's like a little surprise that you're uncovering. So instead of it being like you know how we're taught to write like academically or professionally is first word and the sentence topic sentence your important thing there. But it's like you know you have the narrative and then just like a clause here. Um, like a, almost an aside is like, well, this is like, oh, wow, this is the interesting part. Um, I have many examples, I'm sure, and I will find one about this. See, he's got I, the dog ears, but he's not writing in the book thing yet, is, so what we have I to need get there. To, yes, what I need to do next Corruption. is I have the dog ears, but I need to write like some sort of theme on the dog ears so then I can find um, what, I, what I want to find very easily. Because um, there's this one poem I'm thinking of that was, it was kind of a narrative about a, a lot of these poems are about sort of traveling or uh, art, things like that, that are there. She's intermixing like these traveling poems about these places or this, this art or myth. Um, but this one was about, um, um, about uh, kind of like it sounded like a small town type of thing growing up in a small town. Um, I might come back to that one, but there are, what's a good example? What's a good example? Okay, here we go. Here we go. So I knew a Claire and a Ray, a two, both killed by 22, the obituary said. So just like there's like a dash and both killed by 22. Mm. Um, and this is just like a few lines into the poem. And it's just like, it's like that. Um, and then there's another, another sort of thing later on in this poem. Um, George in the third story tower of the Lawson looked like any other kid. The one who shot his friend by accident and tried to burn the body in the alley, for instance. His skin just brown like the others instead of the pale pink his scars usually looked. So again, like the whole, even the for instance part in that, in that line is like, oh, for instance, the one who shot this person. Right. And it's, it's like you expect it to be ancillary and yet it's, it's exactly. so, it's very it's like, powerful. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. It's like, by so, the way, you know, someone is shot. Okay. Well, yeah. So I like that's an interesting technique. Yeah, and there's also just like she has like I don't know like jokes <laughs> too. <laughs> like um, he bore a stigmata for fifty years. Here's an image of Jesus bleeding. Worse than my monthlies? Question mark. The red of his thorn crown disturbs me. Like I don't know, it's just kind of like she's just. It's irreverent. It's very irreverent. Is that the word? Okay. Or, or well, I mean, some I don't know. I mean, some people might say blasphemous, but I. I <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. That's not I what don't, I'm thinking. It's, I don't know. I, I reverent works. I think. Yeah. So like, she'll just like have like these buried like, I don't know, pieces of meaning. We'll say like buried um, moments of wow, but it's, right. it's, it's it's kind of hidden. So I like that. But like, yeah, it's not like the big epiphany at the end which a lot of people do like they do a big ta-da at the end of a no poem. what she does a lot at the end is she, she another thing that i really like about her is that her her sound the wording and the sound that she uses she's not sometimes she'll do like rhymes at the end of of the lines but more often they're like all every which way so like you can hear this the, the way the syllables sound and like it all sounds very nice but it's not like the rhyme is at the end of the line the rhyme is in the middle of the line right at the start like in the two-thirds in and just the way it flows and often she'll do this technique where she'll have like a rhyme the last word of the poem will be a rhyme with something like a line and a half up which is also a rhyme like two lines up from that Oh, so cool. yeah, there's some. Uh, there's some. Almost sounds like a form poem going on there. She is yeah. very formal in a lot of ways. Like uh, you know those styles, like the uh, Villanelle or the yeah. Pontum, mm -hmm. or I can't even remember some of the Sestina, for instance, where you where you do that kind. Of, well, some of them are like A B oh, A B. Yeah, and I bet you know what if I I bet if I knew more like had my formal training more I would there she's probably doing some something that I'm just like oh this is just this thing that she's doing but it's probably yeah one of those forms you talk about I don't actually know sometimes I miss sonnets and I read I read later on oh the, someone says does a review and they say and the sonnets and I'm like oh that was a sonnet oh okay I didn't know it was a sonnet yeah well it was really interesting Burl Peary judged the George Johnston oh, poetry okay. prize this year that one that you you got uh, yeah one second and second yeah one of the things she said about it she's like the sonnet like form and I was like oh okay yeah <laughs> 
Is that what I was doing? <laughs> yes. I'm okay, then. Here's so. an example of that sort of thing I was talking about in the this one the last paragraph. And it was Packer Packer Rhymes. This is the title. Yeah, so. there you go. I found uh, one. <laughs> the gods lost in shipwrecks are half eaten by sea creatures. In ancient Greece, the substitution of sculpted women for columns was not altogether rare, reread. <laughs> there is a room with a row of caratids, some missing limbs, hair pressed against the ceiling. Someone plays hide and overhead. So there's a lot of like interplay with different types of sound uh, mm -hmm. in there. And uh, that's one of the things. There's a couple. I'm going to read a couple of poems. The last thing I want to... Actually, no. I'm going to read one poem that's very, very soundy. And then I'll do the last thing that I wanted to mention in the book. And then uh, I'll... I'll let someone else talk about something that they've been reading. This one's called Gnomic. And this one is just like, I don't know, a lot of nice sound and cool, like, just cool, like, um, what are those things called? Those little pieces of grammar. Cool. Um, um, oh, the word will come back to me. Um, phrases. Phrases. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. I understand. He <laughs> was up very early this morning or until very early this morning. Yeah. Very cool syntax. Gnomic. You moved inside me, gnome, as if I were an oak you chiseled out. And you built a spiral staircase with the rings you carved out, polishing my handrail to a smooth finish you adorned in arabesque, incising ancathus and swirling helixes. As though I'd swallow a whorl, your fingers strummed my balusters as your boot soles sprinted up and down my steps. Nails you tapped into my chest were a faint pinch, but it was not until you hung portraits of kinfolk in blue tunics and red pointed caps, fawns painted in miniatures of your former haunts, forests and pathways now grown over, that I found your weight too vast. You swayed inside me like a compass trembling on a raft. Hmm. There's soundy play there. Yeah, so... It's kind of a very, like, um, corporal versus cerebral kind of yes, style, right? Yes, and that, Amanda, it's as if you're looking at my notes. The last <laughs> I was sort not, of, I uh, was not, I swear I wasn't. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention was that she has, like, the way in which she moves from, like, we'll, we'll even call it high to low, or, like, these experiences of myth or travel and, like mixing in like the body, the body yeah. or like even like little like millennialisms which was what little millennialism which was what that I'll would call be them. a cool title for a book little millennialisms <laughs> little mil mil I can't even say it little millennialisms so yeah this is one of one of <laughs> the first a poems. cafe <laughs> you'll be the skipper I'll be the sea the first the start of it is the this time of year Agamemnon's tomb is swarming with believers if I was your boyfriend Clytemnestra what's the theme of this one teacher we raise our iPhones in the dark like gold leaf masked talismans. So just like the way in which mm. in one sentence you'll go, you'll have comparing iPhones to talismans. Yeah. Like just that sort of we are engaging with, you know, high art. We're engaging with myth. We're engaging with whatever the psychological, the intellectual. More, but in a way that we're. Every day. Exactly. That yeah. we're actually experiencing it. We're not. She's not talking about it as if like she's trying to make this all like up in the air and like. I don't know, like being um, snobby about it or anything. She's talking about it in a way that I am actually engaging with this and this is how I engage with something because this yeah. is the life and the context in which I live in. Do you remember uh, there was a chapbook by Ian Martin where he did a story of an obscure uh, character from myth and it yeah, was, it was really uh, good. It was a closing poem, I believe, in his chapbook. Um, and it's um, was it an words chapbook? Yes. Yeah, that's why he's, maybe. Uh, he might have written. Unless you, he might have talked about it in a different one too. It's I forget the. I know. I've I, heard it. I've heard it a number of times. Yeah, I like. But I can't remember the um, the the figure. I think someone is drowning. Yeah. Drown, someone that drowned. But it was kind of it had that same like sort of combination. Of, not the same, but it was yeah. a similar idea, like combining sort of the everyday with this mythological character who is obscure so people don't right right it start with i thought it would start with an l but he, he can oh yes it like oh uh, we're all we're... okay well... is, the brain is going the brain is going he'll remind us during the when we i'll yes, tweet to him during the podcast him. the other um there um then she has this poem too on on wearing the leggings of earthly delights so this is about the the triptych the garden of earthly delights yeah i figured she's kind of going Bosh, through yeah. the the way it looks and like how it's it's literally like into like mixing with her body like she's describing her body with her body parts with the different scenes that's on that particular body part it's just i don't know it's pretty interesting sounds, sounds freaky sounds good <laughs> yeah one line i like my thighs host a battle scene 
Yeah, that's no, kind of funny. True I'll, enough. <laughs> I'll read one other poem that is kind of encapsulates a lot of what I've been talking about. It seems like she also deals a lot with some issues of, of sort of, of um, uh, like uh, femininity yeah, and stuff too. Yeah, she does. Too. She does yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. The feminine issues. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I'll do one more poem that I think has a lot of these things that I'm talking about. It's the first poem in the book called The Night Before Red Eye Flight. And then I'll, I don't know summarize and move on uh even the bathroom vanity lights mid piss flicker at the drama of my leaving <laughs> newspaper headline says what to read in 2015 don't read the text underneath i had a dream about a daddy long legs with no legs his whirling bulb still chasing after me i am disturbed by the things we do to get free left my job at the library shelving books and slots already lodged with dorito bags and empty coke cans Sev is hood literacy. There's a missing puzzle piece I wonder if you've seen. The cartoon penis of a boy overlay with illustrated organs, then bones, then a layer of meat. Tell me if you find me wandering the streets of Rome, wearing my clothes from two days before. So yeah, like wandering Rome, like this this city that we we see as like a lot of myth, a lot of history. Mm -hmm. We go these, you know, these intellectual vacations on and then like we don't shower or where we wear the same clothes we're backpacking <laughs> it's just like the combining of that reality with this this intellectual sort of drive is really um i don't know as i can relate to it a lot it's it's yeah. really cool and uh when well, you just too. you just had a a, a trip uh, you were, you were just on a long yeah. traveling adventure yourself, yeah it's so. it's uh it's things that i you know that i like to do and can relate to and that i do so whenever we can find that in, in art and in writing that we have that way to like that foothold to grasp it while at the same time enjoying the the skill of the writer and the the um the points that they make or just yeah. things about the writing it's uh yeah that's what it's all about there you go and don't do the hokey pokey or whatever that dance is <laughs> it's a bad old song what are you uh how about manahil what do you what do you got um you read some stuff I read some stuff. I've been reading more prose lately, but one of the poetry books that I read was Our Bodies and Other Fine Machines by Natalie Wee. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, she was just here at Verse Fest, right? Yeah. I and, missed that. And yeah. I, I didn't get her book at Verse Fest. I went to Perfect Books afterwards, and there's, like, this display case at the front of the shop, and mm -hmm. her right. book was right in the corner, Yay. kind of on the floor. Well, but the, the, the person working there had to sort of climb through the display to get it <laughs> and then then she looks at me and she's like you're gonna buy this right like, yeah i guess that, i'm just guess gonna I will now. read it and then give um, it back to you <laughs> was like, well I, I just wanted to look at it and like maybe decide who i was gonna buy it but then it's like okay well i guess this I, makes uh <laughs> i saw her perform in toronto last year she had a very commanding stage presence Ooh. yeah yeah um what do you uh how do you find in the book well, I finished reading it a couple of weeks ago, so I don't remember all like the the fine details. No, I it's forgot fine. to bring it with me. Anything that but, stood out that you liked about her writing, or like? Well, she she writes a lot about race and kind of kind of has like that going which resonates a lot with me. And then in, in terms of like the form, uh, I I like like her writing's very spaced out on the mm. page, which. I don't know, like, like I, I'm really drawn to the way that she does that. Like, I've seen, um, I've seen it before, but it hasn't really jumped out in the same way. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I remember. Pretty good. <laughs> it, for it was a really good book. Uh, I was reading it, and I was in Toronto. My friend was with me. She read a poem. She also really liked the poem. So, good. Do it. Was there anything else book. you wanted to mention about any other books? Um, kind of started observing the moon by Sneha and Reese, uh, but I haven't really Local gotten writer. too far into it. But uh, is, that, like, is that her? Is that her book? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, it's like divided into sections, and the first is called Child's Play, and she kind of like talks about like her childhood in Detroit with her father, oh. and uh, she talks a lot about um, Malayalam, um, kind of like language mm. and. Uh, and yeah 
just waiting for Kaveh Akbar's Calling a Wolf a Wolf, which yes. I have on hold in the library. I, I have it so. here, and it's it's dog-eared, and it's it's I, I love that book so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, like I, I've heard just so many good things about it, and yeah. I was like, I, I need to read this book, but I'm also no longer working full-time, so it's like mm. maybe... Maybe you'll have time. <laughs> maybe I'm going to get it from the library for now and have it on the to-own wish list. There you go. So, <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. And Amanda, you have an issue of Vallum in front of you that yeah. I think you're going to talk about. Yeah, I, I have the latest issue, which is uh, Memory and Loss. Uh, it's issue 15, uh, volume 15, issue one, I guess. What's so the first? Um, the first thing to mention about this, they always do, they do themes a lot. So, mm -hmm. uh, and the pho photographs are Vivian Meyer. They're really great black and white photos, mostly of people, like portrait photos. They're quite beautiful. They go very well with the issue. There's a lot of things I've dog-eared. I dog-eared Ottawa poets Blaine Marchand's uh, Becoming His History. There's a really beautiful, he does a really beautiful um, image, a powerful image about the ephemeral, ephemeral nature of life that's quite beautiful. And uh, what other things have I dog-eared over here? Uh, yeah, at, at, um, someone called um, Mike Madill did an interesting thing. Um, I, ha I have starred, uh, it's a poem called Final Call, We Reeled Till Our World Reversed Unwound. I just kind of like that. Mm, so, yeah. Sometimes I just dog ear things for the craziest reasons. <laughs> you don't know. Laura D. Graham has a really interesting poem with a lot of uh, vivacious images called Roost. And But the, some of the, the poems that I really specifically loved in here, um, uh, uh, Kinesia Lubrin has a poem in here that I just adore. I already ranted about it on... Um, <laughs> on um, uh, Twitter already raved about it, not ranted. That sounds like I don't like it. I loved it. So the, yeah, it's called um, Numbers Less Than Zero and it's a big kind of a big prose paragraph and it has a really breathless rhythm and striking imagery. For instance, she says, um, our laughter, oh, this is my father had said a few things I remember. Our laughter emptied into some storm vault, my head, a menagerie for every Icarus return bearing the gift of empty hands and repentance. So she's got that really snappy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, that reminded me a lot of Voodoo Hypothesis, just her just her style. And then there's, uh, where's the, uh, yes, the poem that I, I, another poem that I really, I never heard of this writer before. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgive my pronunciation. Oyo Taye, it could be, could be spelled, it could be pronounced like that and probably not. So I forgive me, Oyo, if I'm pronouncing but the long crack in my body braids into a net it's it's an amazing poem if you i will maybe i will read it it's not very long okay so the long crack in my body braids into a net grief with me is falling into the soft dark hole of my body finding small pains that grow into caskets stacked like shoes already shedding their names above ground in any husk of a thing the soft braille of birthmarks on the thighs of a trans lover doomed to wash out in the next storm, exchanging emptiness for emptiness. Enough depth to squeeze the earth, to snap a rib, a severed moth's wing, to watch it disappear and pretend the mind doesn't return over and over to a single scene. I would like to hold the heart I cannot see in my hands, like one of them made of air, and amygdala, how dying is a berry fruit, when my mouth first opened and I became a deer eating snow, I could still hear my sister whistling, just after I've learned to sing along to radio silence, as winter empties our voices and the gray horizon becomes too small to carry us inside. Nice. That's a poem shiver poem for me. So yeah, and then I have a bunch of other dog ears too. But that though, there's so many great poems in here. Yusuf Sadi, Phoebe Wang. I think Claire Duplessis also has it. Like there's just so much good in this in this book. Like it's Evan J. Like a lot of it's just great. So in this in this issue of so if you see if you see this issue of Valum on the at at, at what's it called now the gifted types or I can't remember mags yeah. and fags formerly but um, yeah, pick it up. Also if you enter one of their contests you'll 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 get uh, which I think I entered the chapel contest this year again for some well probably so i could get this issue <laughs> uh, that's the only reason I, I can probably enter but um that yeah so that those were our current reads all right let's take uh, one more more break and yes, then we'll come back with things that are coming up in the future all right let's all go to the lobby as i like to say 
so we got some upcoming events. Well, why don't you start, Amanda? All right. On, on Tuesday, on May 15th, at lunchtime, 12.15, at the Library and Archives Canada, Thompson Highway is going to be here. So I plan to go to that. Yeah, I've read some of his plays. Yeah, I bet you have. And I, for some reason, I have not. But, uh, you know, I, I get, I'm really looking forward to hearing him because I've never heard him. I've never seen him live before. And it just seemed like a good opportunity. Cool. Then we have Tree at its new location, which we've already talked about, in May 22nd, with Connor Clayton, Nathaniel La Rochette, and Sherry Alexander Haynes. It was going to be Whitney French, but she had to cancel. So Sherry's oh, going to okay. perform in her stead. And what's coming up on May 23rd, Manahel? Yeah. Uh, well, there's Sawdust with Margot Lapierre and the most recent poem off winner, which is me. Here you yeah. go. Bandukwala. That's it. Yeah. Is this, have you done a set? Uh, have, what's your longest set you've done so far? Have you done a 20 minutes. minute set before? No, so you got that, multiply yeah. that time. Are, are it 20 minutes? I can't remember. It's 20 minutes. Up to 20, yeah. 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 How are you feeling about uh, uh, a longer set? I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, Do you have to write new work? <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've, I've written quite a bit of like recent works. I'm, I'm confident yeah. that I have enough to choose from. Like I, I know when I read at like Otterwater and was preparing for Resonance, I, I had to cut out some stuff that right. I wanted to read just oh, kind of for a time. So it was like, it's exciting. And I feel like you've written a lot the past year or so, which we'll talk about maybe in the next yeah. episode. There's a teaser. <laughs> Stay tuned for the yeah. next episode of The Small Machine Talks. Yeah. Those are events, and there's also a bunch of calls and yeah. contests coming up that you've the big the big one. The CBC Poetry Prize is deadline is May 31st. That's it. All of these two you can find on bywords.ca under right. news because I, I yeah that's the best way to find them. Then there's the BP Nickel Chapik Award. The deadline is also May 31st. For that you usually uh, the Chapik usually is, is sent in by the publisher. publisher. It doesn't have to be. You can send it yourself. But uh, yeah, so you, uh, there's a form to fill out. It's all the information is on the Meet the Presses BP Nickel Chapik Award sheet. Yeah, and then there's uh, what else is there? Exile. Um, Literary Magazine has a bunch of contests uh, that are due June 29th. Yes, and there's some calls for submissions, it looks like, as mm -hmm. well. Would Rice like Paper Magazine, Boundaries and Borders, the deadline is June 30th, 2018. Weren't you, were you in Rice Paper? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, that. I read some of those poems online recently. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I think a site called bywords.ca wants your Canadian poetry reviews. <laughs> yes, we do. We want, and actually, right now I have, I think, uh, reviews right up until August, so, uh, but uh, keep them coming. All the information is on the site. We pay $75 for reviews between 500 and 1,000 words of recent Canadian titles, chapbook or 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 book, Otherwise. poetry book. And not to be confused with bywords.ca, the byword market has an author's market. That's right. Vendors wanted, as you wrote here. Yeah, they, they, they have this, they've been doing this for a few years where you can go and sit out under an awning and sell your wares. I know a lot of independent writers do it, so it's an option. I've never tried it, but that's there. We also, Bywords also has a call for poetry, which we always have for by current and former Ottawa students, residents, and workers. We have it every month. Deadline's the 15th. We're a little low this month, so if the 15th is coming, send your stuff. And a tip for all you listeners, if it depending on when the 15th falls, if it basically, if the, like this time around, um, the 15th falls on a Tuesday, which means that I'll keep accepting poems for the issue until the Friday morning. So, because I'll keep putting them in. So just notice when the 15th falls and you can figure out, you know, if it falls on a, on a Thursday, on a Friday, then I, then I won't have any more room to put, because right. the vote always starts on the Saturday and then goes for oh, a week the following mm -hmm. Sunday. So just bear that in mind. It's a little help for you if you're listening to the podcast, you can always, but you, anyway, that we, we pay $40 per poem and then the poems get considered, the ones that were published get considered by, uh, for the John New Love Poetry Award, which comes with all kinds of rewards including money so there we go you should really get into that uh what else is going on there there are a couple of other calls too uh gray borders magazine has a calls for submission i don't think there's a there i think it's a running deadline so mm -hmm. and yeah the league of canadian poets has a call for their they're starting a poem a day just like um the american uh, uh academy of poets has yeah. a poem a day thing they're starting one and so they'd love to have uh poems by everybody because they need yeah. to fill 365 days a year every year so Lots of opportunity there. That's all I have. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up in Ohio that you want to talk about? No, I think I feel like the summer is like things kind of quietened down. Uh, I know Inwards does not have anything coming I, up. You don't want to talk, talk about, about anything else? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. She asked us specifically about this before. <laughs> uh, so I guess like 
throughout the summer thing, I'm working on a project with Ganya Clayton and Nathaniel LaRochette. If you've been to poetry events like this past year, you might have heard Ganya read a long poem called Mitosis. Mitosis. Fantastic poem. And she reads it uh, while Nathaniel LaRochette plays yeah. the guitar. So we're actually going through uh, through is going to publish a chapbook of uh-huh. the poem alongside a recording um of the poem and an album that Kanye and Nathaniel are gonna <gasps> release with five uh, kind of pieces like that. Cool. And Very it's cool. actually received funding from the city of Ottawa. Yay! So it's gonna be like a big project. Awesome. And you know, we have a launch planned for like August. Ooh. That's like down the line. That's great news. You start inwards is now being set to music. See that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and we kind Every of Every year something yeah, we, changes. We, we have plans to like bring in like art as well to like, <sighs> really make it like a multidisciplinary project. Sounds great. I hope this so is this a scoop. Exciting. Are we are we getting the scoop here? We, yeah. We have like and little hats on with the press things on <laughs> Cool. If, if you go to Tree on the twenty second of May, you can hear some of some of the performance. Oh yay, that I'm I'm very excited about that. That's lovely news. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Great. Should we uh, leave it uh, with that news? We shall. So we say, I just say our thank yous. So thanks to Charles for processing, Jennifer Peterson for the intros and outros, outros to you, to you people who are listening and sharing the podcast, and to the publishers who've been sending us books. Thank you very much for review and discussion on the podcast. Stay tuned for talks on books by Invisible Publishing and Woolsack and Wynn, for example. And thanks to Mana Hill and to Aaron, as always. And our next episode will be an interview with Mana Hill, so stay tuned. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs>